I don't do water movies. Not even Waterworld? I hate Waterworld. Why? Are you sucks. Scared? Except one of your favorite movies is Jaws, which takes place in the water. <laughs> nah. It's a parking lot. <laughs> Boom. Just poked a bunch of holes in your logic. <laughs> no, it's only an island if you're looking at it from the water. It's a studio lot. <laughs> and here we go. Um, it was truly a masterpiece. I don't know about all that. Ugh, absolutely the worst movie ever. Hands down, bar none, the greatest action spectacular Yeah. Well, uh, the other one just stuck him up. Are you asking me? I promise I'm not going to sing this time around. Welcome to Don't Be Crazy Podcast. I'm Justin Cavender, and with me as always is Mr. Zachary Rancourt. Here we discuss and dissect what makes a film past or present absolutely amazing or just pure rubbish. All that we ask of each other, don't be crazy. Don't be crazy, Zach. Stick them up. Give me all your money and your gummies. I know you have gummies. I don't have house. gummies. That's Damn hooves. It. Oh, it's like crushed yeah. animal parts. Oh, I should Gross. probably stop eating gummies, but they're my weakness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's all right. Uh, whatever. I try, I try my best. I'm not here to be judged. I'm here to be loved and hugged. I am the law. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. I wish I wish I could uh, be feeling better these days, but uh, but it's okay, you know. It's good to it's good to talk to friends like you. Yes, in, time, in times been, like these. I know I've been glued to the news and the Twitter and videos. I've just been a retweeting machine, and it's exhausting. Like just keeping up with all the horrible that's going on in the world. And when I finally got to take breaks, uh, I was fortunate enough to be able to take breaks. I'm not someone that's that's uh, in a lot of trouble, and um, I watched. Uh, some TV shows and some movies, and and it kind of helped sort of level my head a little bit. Nice. Yeah, me too. I've had uh, issues sleeping just because I've gone to bed angry at, at what's going on. And uh, But yeah, I've, I've escaped and been able to watch movies and play some video games and uh, yeah, all that fun, fun stuff. Dude, played a lot of video games. Uh, me too. What, uh, what, I was what on a race you... for achievements. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, no, you're good. I know I saw that, the, the Chivo score. Who's that between? That was uh, between Stephen Alva Wood and myself, <laughs> uh, one of our one of our listeners. Actually, uh, we were friends on Xbox, and um, we met through Geek Legacy. Actually, and I was in first all month long, and then I turn on my Xbox with like four hours to go in the, or maybe it was five five hours to go in the cutoff for the month for achievements, and he was ahead of me by like 130 points, and I was like. I don't think so. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I just uh, pull up, put on the Call of Duty there, and just went down each mission, and just did each mission's like achievement, oh, to nice. where it's like they're all like really weird, obscure things that you have to do. Mm-hmm. But I was like, "This is happening. I am not going to sell for second. If you're not first, you're last. Shake and bake." Today was your Independence Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What have you been watching? You said you were able to watch some stuff. Yeah, I watched uh, The Righteous Gemstones on the HBO with John Goodman and Adam Devine and um, Is it Danny uh, McBride? Kenny Powers. Danny McBride, yeah. yeah. Super funny show. Um, it's, it's hilarious. And their yeah, interpretation of like evangelicals and just how crooked and terrible that they are, I, I feel like I'm just watching a documentary shot in real time. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're like the biggest crooks in the world, man. Oh, totally. I, 
Totally. I cannot stand those folks. They uh, <laughs> they make the Lord very nervous, especially like that creep uh, Kenneth Copeland. God, yeah, I hate that son of a bitch. Pat Robinson or even Joel Austin. I can't I can't stand any of those sons of bitches. And I feel like I'm I'm just watching them at their worst in this show. Yep. Copeland tried to uh, blow away coronavirus and he did it on TV and he's like, you'll never come back. And he blew a raspberry on, on TV. It's pretty funny, actually. What a creep. Can't stand that guy. Yeah. And he talks with his hands. Grosses me out. He's got like the, the longest, grossest fingers in the world. Anyway, um, that's not a here nor there. I also it's watched, good, it's uh, good Glenn... for pistachios. <laughs> there you go. I watched uh, Glengarry Glenn Ross, uh, the Justice League, all that talk of the Snyder Cut. I just I had to. I had to jump right back in on that. And then um, uh, Stuber, which was uh, a pleasant surprise. I, I laughed uh, the entire movie. I enjoyed it. Would you say it's a laugh out loud riot? Uh, I don't know. I think I chuckled a lot and my titties were jiggling whilst sitting on the sofa. <laughs> but I wasn't necessarily laughing like out loud in riot form. Like you boning me, calling me on the phone. <laughs> yeah. On the phone. Yeah. Like, it's a titty jiggling kind of comedy. I was laughing. <laughs> right on. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. It was uh, it was on the bubble for me, but I mean, what do I have to lose, right? So yeah. I will, uh, I'll check it out it's for a, sure. It's a good movie. You should go see it. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch it. I'll see what happens. So I, um. Uh, oh, is that it? Was that all you watched? Sorry. Yeah, I'm good. Um, I watched uh, Bye Bye Love. I watched Bye. I watched Bye Love, (laughs) which is surprisingly similar to uh, Crazy Stupid Love, which I was like, oh, huh, it's it's a similar esque movie. But yeah, Uh, Armageddon. That was a very long movie. I forgot it was that long. It was like two two hours and forty five minutes. It was crazy. Uh, I watched Dick Tracy. Which I, right. I just found out was like the 30th anniversary. When do we? Yeah, so that's pretty crazy. Yeah, when do we? <laughs> <laughs> 20 seconds, no more dick. 20 seconds, no more dick. <laughs> I, I got it. I got it on DVD for my 30th birthday. That's a which very... was, uh, geez, in 27 days, that would have been 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for reminding me and everyone else. Except uh, I yeah. already was. I, I was already looking for your birthday present today. The um, it, it wasn't available on the Blu-ray at the time. They only had it on the DVD, so that's why I got that. And now, and now I don't. I I gotta watch it on the digital. <laughs> Can't insert no disc. Kind of nah, world we living in. I know. I watched uh, Eight Mile. It was great. I was freestyling the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck the free world. <laughs> <laughs> three one three. <laughs> oh jeez. Uh, <laughs> I was so sick when I saw that movie in the theater. I was like dying. I had the. Like a like flu like symptoms, but I Jeez. went anyway. Why'd you go to the theater then, you, you jerk? <laughs> I know I was bad, um, but I, I was like by myself. It wasn't like a like a packed theater. Um, I just had a, a ton of tissue in my pocket. Ah. Blow my nose. Nice. I watched uh, the Condemned with Stone Cold Steve Austin. He has to. It's it's just like Death Proof, except uh, there's no cars and they're on an, an island. They have to survive or ex-con the island's conditions are really poor and it's going to sink so it's been condemned sure why not the, all you need to know is there's a nickelback song at the end it's really cool oh i don't uh, like the nickel <laughs> i know 
Um, and then I finally, uh, I watched uncut gems on Netflix. Um, underwhelmed. It was a very, it was an anxiety ride for a good two hours and 15 minutes or however long it was. Uh, very, very anxious film, but I really liked Adam Sandler's performance. I understand what the movie was going for, but I was not impressed. I, I found it incredibly boring and, uh, I don't know what the hype was about. If it was just about Adam Sandler's performance, then hell yeah. But uh, I do not think it was a good movie. Just my opinion. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Can we get on to the motion picture show? Mm-hmm. Do you think I'll like Uncut Gems? I haven't watched it yet. But I'm kind of an... I'm antsy in my pantsy like on a regular basis, and I don't know how I'll do watching someone that's so self-destructive for two hours. I don't I don't think you're going to like it, honestly. Um, it is... It's a lot of yelling. He says the F word every other sentence, basically. I don't mind swearing, but sometimes it just gets a little much for me when people use the F word. Uh, And he's just constantly yelling. He's never in control, which is a theme of the movie. And it's just. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of weird. Saturation in the film, the colors and stuff. Um, I don't know. Safdie brothers aren't for me. Uh, they get really good performances from their actors, but they're just, I, I don't like their style. Kick your ass style. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I love Night Professor. Any day of the week. Um, anyway. <laughs> You're quick. I'm quicker. Um, so this week we're going to do Friday Night Lights, uh, 2004, directed by Peter Berg, who is famous for The Kingdom, The Rundown, which is probably my favorite Peter, Peter Berg movie. Uh, Lone Survivor, uh, Very Bad Things, among others. I think Hancock might be another one of his. Um, but uh, this is a movie based off a book that was actually... Was it written by his cousin? Mm-hmm. I think. Is that... Yeah. Oh, that's a yeah. little trivia. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to spoil that. Um, and then ultimately, there was a, a successful TV series based off of this uh, amazing story and coach. So, yeah. How about that? Uh, the cast members include Billy Bob Thornton, Lucas Black, Garrett Hedlund, Derek Luke, Jay Hernandez, Lee Jackson, Lee Thomas Young, Tim McGraw, and Connie Britton. Brighton. It's Britton? It's Britton. I say Britton. Yeah, I do too. She actually played uh, the same role, she reprised a role in the TV show. On the show, yeah. That's yeah. correct. Yeah, how about that? Uh, Peter Berg, he's, he's an interesting director because... I like so many of his movies, but I've never really figured out what makes a Peter Berg movie a Peter Berg movie. And then when the movie's over and the first credit you see is directed by Peter Berg, I'm like, that explains it. <laughs> it's so weird. I can, ne- I can never identify it when I'm watching it, but it's usually like a fun ride, some thrills. And then when it says directed by Peter Berg, I'm like, makes sense. <laughs> let me uh, let me get the pistachio there. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, give me the uh, the rocky road there. Oh, geez. <laughs> so um, I, I think I know what it is. So his uh, quick editing, he uses a lot of cuts. He also uses a, a zoom focus where he'll do like an over the shoulder shot and he does a quick zoom and then a zoom even more to kind of capture people's um, emotions. He also loves action films and he's, he's big on those, but he also really loves to work with Mark Wahlberg. He did uh, Patriot's Day. He did... 
that Horizon one where he's out on the ocean rigger. He did Lone Survivor. He's he's done a lot of movies with Mark Wahlberg. It's so weird. I maybe they're just their homies or something like that. But yeah, he's a pretty good actor too. He's been in a lot of those movies. Yeah, he usually has a cameo. He's like, um, are we gonna have a chance to go over there and kick some ass? Yeah, and he does. I mean, they do. That movie's really good. I really like that movie a lot. Yeah, I enjoy it. Uh, Collateral. That was another one that he did. Uh, no, he didn't. Michael Mann did that. Uh, maybe he produced it. Was he in it? He might have been in it, but yeah. Um, no. Yeah, Michael. Yeah, Mann it's did definitely that, directed though. by Michael Mann. Yeah, but um, his name popped up on on IMDb. I don't know what is in regards to. Yeah, he could have produced it. That that would make sense. Yeah, that's a really good movie. Yeah, it's crazy when he's in the club just murdering people. Oh my gosh! That's uh, <laughs> I was like, "Whoa, Tom Cruise is a badass." I mean, I already knew that from Days of Thunder, but you know, Robin is racing. <laughs> yeah, it didn't, it didn't slam into you, didn't bump you, didn't nudge you. He rubbed you. Robin, son, is racing. Oh yeah, it's a good movie. Uh, critical reception. Are you ready for this? Hell yeah! Let's see what they have. Let's see what the critics have to say about old Pistol Pete and his. Friday Night Lights. Let's see here. David Anson from Newsweek. Few films have shown so powerfully the slashing double edge of sports fever. I don't know about all that. I can think of a hundred. Well, maybe like four sports movies (laughs) that I like more than this one. But whatever. Um, Let's see here. Sydney Morning Herald. This says, uh, an excellent effort that packs a solid emotional punch. Hmm. Andrea Gronval from Chicago Reader says, a heart-pounding big-screen treatment that captures all the action of a tumultuous season while showing the emotional toll on the players. Hmm. And then, let's see, Neil Smith from BBC Dot com. He doesn't like it. Its script is pure corn, drenched with syrupy sentiment and topped with prize ham in the shape of Billy Bob Thornton's tub-thumping coach. <laughs> Did he Yikes. write this review at like a, at a Golden Corral or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> Holy smokes. Weird. Did you uh, even watch Nell... the movie? <laughs> I know, right? Um, <laughs> uh, Nell Minow from Common Sense Media. So much more than a football movie. <laughs> you sounded like Andre right there for a second. Andre? Yeah, from the league. I don't know. Oh, why. from the league? Yeah. I'm a kid of crowded. <laughs> you got to keep them separated. <laughs> you got to keep them separated. <laughs> Carmen Tella. Uh, let's see here. I think, I think that's pretty much it. I love the episode when he becomes a forager, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Dennis Schwartz, real fast. Um, He says, uh, it succeeds best at a sadly iconic portrayal of America's love affair with Texas high school football. I think that's important to note. Uh, Texas high school football is uh, a religion for some of the folks down there. It's a very, excuse me, a very big deal. Something I don't think I can understand, but... I guess I can appreciate that people are passionate about something. Totes. And that is all. On a budget of $30 million, it got $20 million on opening weekend 
and its worldwide gross was $61.9 million. Not too shabby for a football movie. It's pretty good. I like it. Yeah. Uh, a couple fun facts for you. Derek Luke, uh, he was he was Boo Miles in the movie. He was actually 33 years old during the filming. <laughs> I, I believe it. <laughs> when he's jogging at the beginning, I'm like, who's that dude? <laughs> he's an I old know. man. <laughs> I watched it. With my, I, I watched it with my buddy Ian, and I was like, "Holy shit, dude!" I remember seeing Boo Miles, like, because I, I read the book and stuff, and then we saw it as a football team in 2004, actually, when it came out. Because I was a senior in high school that 2004 to 2005 season, and uh, looking at him, I'm like, "No way! I would. He, there's no way that guy's a high school football player. I would never tackle him. He would just destroy all of us. <laughs> he looks like a fucking He-Man action figure. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's ridiculous. So." Yeah, and then uh, Buzz Bissinger, like you said earlier, he uh, he's cousins with Peter Berg. So he wrote the book, and he's actually cousins with Peter Berg. So that was pretty cool. Um, in reality, the 1988 Permian High School Panthers actually lost to Dallas Carter in the state semifinals, not the state finals. The movie obviously did that, you know, because of the entertainment value. But Carter did go on to win the state championship, but uh, was later forced to forfeit its entire season when it was discovered that an uh, academically ineligible player had been allowed to play after his grades were changed. So, yikes. And then finally, in the movie, James Booby Miles... I'm sorry, Miles, that, was the team, that was the team that won state, ultimately? Yes. Had their title so ripped away from? That gigantic team of individuals, um, they... Uh, they one state that year in real life, but uh, the Panthers did not play them in the finals. They played in the semifinals and, um, but then they got their entire season uh, forfeited and stripped the championship strip because they had an academically um, ineligible player on their team. So yikes! I know, but uh, yeah. So then uh, <laughs> in, in the movie Booby miles, he gets injured in the first game of the season, but in real life he was injured in preseason at a, uh, with a scrimmage at a different high school actually and he um it wasn't as dramatic but uh it did damper the entire season obviously so yeah but again dramatic liberties so sure all right let's jump into a synopsis this isn't that long i, mean, I promise oh good should have just had them win this the, the game <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna change things so much you know well, it's probably better if they just won you know what, Justin? <laughs> you know what, Justin? There's a little movie called Cool Runnings that teaches us a lot more about <laughs> sucking up your pride and just showing up. All right. You don't have to win everything. That's true. I know you're a winner. All you do is win, win, win. I took 17th place in an air guitar contest and I still got my trophy. <laughs> nice. Is it an air trophy? It is. It's not real. <laughs> in my head, movies. <laughs> One of them compressed air cans where I can just make like my hair blow in the wind like I'm in a rock video. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> nice. All right. So in Texas, high school football is king. And in 1988, Odessa, the uh, let me start over again. Honey, it's in Odessa. I'm from Odessa. It's in Odessa. What is that from? It's a tin cup. Oh, oh, yeah, that's another good sports movie, too. I haven't seen that in a yeah. long time. Yeah. All right. I'll start I, I, I dare say it's better than this movie. Ooh. All right. <laughs> so in Texas, high school football is king. And in 1988, Odessa, the Permian Panthers sought their seventh 5A state football championship. Led by head coach Gary Gaines, the Panthers have talent all over the field. The mains being quarterback Mike Winchell, safety Brian Chavez, fullback Don, Don Billingsley, and defensive end Ivory Christian. 
The team has one giant secret weapon, the larger-than-life running back, Booby Miles. The entire town expects these boys to win, to achieve the glory of past generations who remind them on a daily basis how important it is. But after a massive injury sidelines Booby, the Panthers' season is in jeopardy, and Coach Gaines is on the chopping block. As the team struggles with what they will do on the field moving forward, they begin to battle the insurmountable pressures off the field. That is, until something miraculous happens. They start to win as a team. With breakout performances by third-string running back Chris Comer, the Panthers make their way to the state championship game against the college-level Dallas Carter Cowboys. After demoralizing first half, the team goes into the locker room where uh, Coach Gaines delivers arguably one of the greatest halftime speeches in any sports film. The Panthers come out swinging in the second half and bring the score to within six points. On a final drive, the Panthers tragically are stopped one yard short of the end zone, losing the state championship and ending their season. As the seniors reflect back on football, they also look back on their lives and how it was much more than a game. And in Texas, it was a way of life. Boom. How was that? That's pretty good. No, no, no. Do it. Sexy. Do it. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't even remember the coach's speech at halftime oh, at the end. I love it. It's so good. It's and, and I don't even remember it. I think I really like Billy Bob Thornton. I think he's a good actor. And uh, he he delivers a a good speech. He talks about being perfect, but it's it, it's just about brotherhood and family. And it's like you know, being perfect is is looking your brother in the eye and knowing that you gave you did everything you could. Um, like that's being perfect. And uh, I I think it, it's it's so touching. And I I really really liked it a lot. But so the. In, in this movie, though, Justin, the amount of pressure that these boys are under is just absolutely immense. Um, do you think that that pressure helped them play better or do you think it was ultimately bad for them? Um, maybe it was bad for them because they didn't, at least the way the movie portrays it. Um, it's not until they get the speech, the encouragement that they do well, um, you know, like uh What's his name? Tim McGraw. He's like the worst father ever. He, he sucks. His kid. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the pressure that he's under to perform and, and bring a, a championship. It's, it's pretty nuts. And uh, that's definitely a, a real thing. Um, parents are crazy, especially when it comes to sports or toddlers and tiaras. Parents are terrible. And I, I hate it. If my kid, says you know what dad i don't really want to play football anymore i'm like sweet you just saved me my fucking friday (laughs) nights kick ass let's play some video games so i mean they won't get the pressure from me but um i I don't know that's it's pretty brutal i i think that we have all had those moments where we were held under the gun and tried really really hard to get something done and and maybe that motivation works for you. Everyone's different. Uh, for me, I, I usually thrive under pressure or when I'm really nervous or really scared. But that's that's not everybody. I, th- I feel like when the stakes are high is when I perform the most. It's like um, when I golf. If I golf with someone that's terrible, I'm going to have the worst game of my life. But if I golf with someone that's amazing, then I amp up my my game and I'm right there with them. I don't, know, I don't know how else to describe that, but I feel like that's sort of how I can equate that pressure. But I certainly cannot relate to being a teenager in Texas playing football. And they, you know, they have that line. They're like, 
do you feel 17? It's like, I don't feel 17. And uh, I, I mean, I, I know what you're, what you're saying. Uh, I think that I perform better also under pressure. And when it comes to sports and other activities, uh, like even hiking, when I go on hikes, you know, I go alone and I, I, I have a good pace or, or so I think. But when I'm with others where I would get tired and maybe take a break if I'm solo, I'm like, nope powering through this man because i'm feeding off of their energy and i think right. team sports are are a big part of that now i do think that the pressure at a certain point crossed the line because all these people like the sheriff you know the billingsley and, and chavez yeah. were just e- eating burritos and drinking cartons of milk and he's like you're gonna go undefeated and like that's a pretty big ask for these kids who haven't even started their season yet who are just trying to have a nice 99 cent breakfast but uh it's um you know everywhere you go there's all this pressure and especially for coach Gaines who he can't even go to the local Walmart without them being like if you don't win state you know you're going to get fired right <laughs> isn't that crazy that's so but crazy like, but like uh, Garrett Garrett Hudland Hedlund's character uh Don Don Billingsley, his father was the the Cowboys and Tim McGraw. And um, yeah, he's he has that. They're interviewing him at the beginning and they're like, you know, you feel this pressure. And he's like, yeah, next question, <laughs> you know, because it's like, holy shit, dude. <laughs> he's like, how does it feel to be the son of, of, a, of a star or whatever? And he's yeah, like, next question. Next question. Yeah. And his dad goes and embarrasses him while he's on the field because he's dropping the ball. Um, that is there to me, there's no value in that. That is not productive and it's terrible. And mm-hmm. I, I hated that scene. And I was like, cause I had never seen this movie before, by the way, this was my first time watching it. Oh, wow. And, and I didn't watch the show, didn't read the book. And, um, so it was a, a complete new experience for me. And eight seconds into that movie, I'm like, Okay, I'm supposed to hate this guy. <laughs> He's the real <laughs> asshole in this in this movie. And uh, even when they have this, this we can get to it later. This sort of coming to Jesus moment where he's where the father is explaining to the son um, the effects of having these 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 moments. This is literally it. This is all your life is ever going to amount to. This is this is the best you're gonna be. And it's like, holy shit, dude, he's 17 years old and you're telling him that his life is over after this. And that's that's a bit much. And I can't imagine having that mindset to me. I, I barely even remember high school. Like it's it's like I have an incredible memory and you know that. And I high school was a blip on my radar. I know I went. I know I graduated, but I barely remember any of it. Yeah. He um his quote in that when he's after his drunken night, when he kicks out the window and he throws his ring out the window, he says, uh, you just ain't getting it. You don't understand. This is the only thing you're ever going to have forever. It carries you forever. It's an ugly fact of life. Donnie, hell, it's the only fact of life. You got one year, one stinking year to make yourself some memory, son. That's all. That's all. It's gone after that. And I'll be damned if you're going to miss it. Oh, man, it's just um, it's heavy because like clearly that was his life and um you saw varsity blues right oh yeah absolutely oh, so this movie is obviously very similar to varsity blues uh with the big texas football thing and the pressures of of life and and where the parents are basically vicariously living through their kids and they want them to have the life and the joy that they had living these these memories probably because their parents were the exact same way to them 
But um, yeah, I, I, I didn't know this was your first time watching it. I mean, so to me, I since I played football my entire life, uh, it was it, this movie resonated very, very well with me. And um, I just think it was I think it was it, it was really great. Um, what did I write down here? Hang on. I'm jumping around a little bit too much. So, yeah, my favorite thing is the representation of that feeling of finality, but also living in the moment. So some of my greatest memories growing up were playing football with with my friends. And when we started at the age of like eight or whatever, you work your way through the years and it's the same people. And even if we all went to different elementary schools, we were still friends. And then it came to high school. And that's when we all got to play on the high school team. And it's just you 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 build a bond with these people and they're like your family. And I remember playing my last game of high school football my senior year. We got to play like a, a playoff game that wasn't even really a playoff game. And we lost. So it, it was weird. I'd been playing for 10 years and it was a huge part of me. And as shitty as the loss was, it felt even worse knowing that that was the last time that I would be playing this sport that I loved with the friends that I grew up with. And it just brought me to tears. I think both Varsity Blues and Friday Night Lights show that really perfectly. I mean, there's that that really cool picture at the end of Friday Night Lights of all four of the main characters as kids who I think all, all five of them actually as kids walking down the field because, you know, they, they play football because they love football because it's pure. And there's all this pressure which makes you kind of want to hate it. And, and the way that I looked at it, Billingsley looked like he probably just hated it. He liked the fame, the party, the girls, but his dad did not do a great job of instilling this love of the game in his mind. Right. You know? <laughs> Even like, when he's like screaming from the sidelines, the coach game's like, are you okay? Like, yeah. like mentally? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you seem like damaged goods, bro. You got health problems, mental health problems. <laughs> um. So with that though, why do you think, because you, you touched on this earlier, why do you think football is so big in Texas? I don't know, man. I I don't understand it. I, I cannot comprehend what is so great about high school football. I don't okay. I don't understand. Check it. Football. I, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love how passionate they are, but they get a little scary with their showing up at the the DQ and uh, sucking on their blizzards and being like, you better win state, bro. Hold my kids so I can take a photo with you, dude. <laughs> Won't you babysit for a couple hours? We'll go catch a flick. It's like, I don't know, man. I, I don't get it. And even like in, in Varsity Blues, it shows uh, like, uh, what's his name? Scott Kahn. He's like stealing cop cars and wearing his cowboy hat. And they, none of them get in trouble. They're like above the law in some way because they're celebrities. And I, I just, I don't get it. And then some big old dudes too those those the team that was uh dallas against at the end yeah. yeah holy shit dude what is in the water them boys are big i i would be terrified as as a near 40 year old man that 17 year old <laughs> kid would run me over and it would be awful i would i would be crushed and and they could they can well i can bench triple digits baby <laughs> They could, they could literally throw me in the air and 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 whoop down a hot dog and then catch me after they were done. They are so strong, so big, so ridiculous, so fast. They're just a super mega athletes, and that always blows my mind when I even like in professional football when you have those you know three hundred fifty pound motherfuckers that are able to just run. Each step is looks like they're running five yards at a time. <laughs> and you're like, who are these giants and how are they so fast? I don't understand how this is possible. They're just <laughs> supreme athletes. 
and yeah. uh, far more athletic than I could ever dream to be. And you know what yeah. else? Like one of those things is like, you know, I'm not a religious person by any stretch of the imagination. And I always find it funny when there's that one athlete. And in this case, uh, an entire team of them, but like that, that has just has been blessed with the ability to do things that other human beings can't do when it comes to sports and whether it be they're the fastest person, they have the best hands, they have the best uh, eyes, whatever it is that they can just be on a whole nother playing field to where they are just leaps and bounds better than the competition. I'm always impressed by that. Just takes my breath away. Yeah, I agree. I mean, 17 year old Zach seeing this, we, we saw it as a football team and I uh, looked over at my buddy Jeremy as soon as those Dallas Carter guys came on, we we're like them, some big boys. And I was like, holy <laughs> <Yeah>. shit. <laughs> like there is All of no them, the way. Entire team. Yeah. yeah. Like even the quarterback, I'm like, there is no way like they would destroy yeah. us. And it's, it's crazy. But um, when I, their smallest guy is still bigger than anyone else on the opposing team, that's terrifying. I know. And uh, I, so so I think one huge aspect that the film left out from the book was that uh, and actually, I don't think I know this. The, um, the in the book, there was an abundance of racism in the town of Odessa. And, um, you know, there are a lot of African-American players on the team. But this podunk. Texas town was still really racist. They had um, strong civil rights issues in previous years, and it, and it was reflected in 88 while Bissinger was there writing the story. Um, and he he goes into a little more. I don't remember all the details, but he goes into it more. But that definitely played a role into this. The town also suffered huge economic hardships because it was, you know, Peterburg captured this pretty well by showing just the vast, desolate land that was around there. It didn't look like they were, you know, this oil rich community. They look like they are just getting by. And, um, and it was interesting, but I feel that for in Texas for smaller and poverty stricken towns like this, and maybe not even just Texas, but, uh, football is an escape. And for some it's, it's a means to an end or a way out. And that's why I think, you know, the scene when Booby, uh, is packing up all this stuff in the locker room after his second knee injury. And he gets in the car with, with his uncle, and he just starts crying. I, I was like in tears because that was so sad because he's like, what am I supposed to do without football? You know, like that was his escape. And I, I don't know if you're a huge NFL fan, but I mean, there's a lot of people from uh, poorer cities and states that they're the only person in their family who graduated college or went to college. And and now they have this opportunity of a lifetime and they came from nothing. And it's it's so cool to hear that. But I mean, you're talking less than 0.01% of, of college kids. And it's, um, it's, it's really, really great and heartbreaking. But I think that's why maybe in Texas, it's, it's so big is because of that small town. We don't really have anything. This is what we're going to hold on to. Right. Um, I used to be really into the NFL. I used to love football. But uh, that organization has let me down yeah. so many times with just poor, poor choices when it comes to uh, penalties on players, uh, behaviors, mm -hmm. and uh, it's disgusting. And so I, I choose to no longer watch it. <laughs> I don't support it in any way. In fact, when the Super Bowl is on, I am usually in another room playing video games because I don't want uh, any part of it. Um, I will come out and enjoy a commercial or two while I'm on my journey to the refrigerator to get a snack. Uh, but a lot of times I'll watch the commercials now that they're aired. Uh, 
uh, before the Super Bowl, you can get a lot of them, you know, online. But yeah. I just hate that organization so much with an unbridled passion, and uh, <laughs> it's, it's it's terrible. It is a it is a a disgusting organization, and I choose not to be a part of it. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, when you can beat the shit out of a woman and still have your job, when you can like kill somebody and still play for a whole goddamn season, when you can get convicted of of uh, animal cruelty with dog fights and still come back and and have a, a regular season, I think it's completely fucked up. I, I can't stand it. It makes yeah. me sick to my stomach, and I I I hate hate is a strong word, but I have a really tough time finding any sympathy for the NFL organization. When they did their tweet the other day about their I little know. statement. <laughs> I know. I was, I was, I was angry. I, I got like three sentences into it. I'm like, eat a dick, man. Yeah. You guys are the fucking worst. They were the ones that basically blackballed uh, Kaepernick from his career. Um, yeah. You know, because they were. Protest. Easy yeah. Peasy. And, and, and they were, they, they had a moment where they could have stood up and what, what did they do the next season? They're like, yeah, you can, uh, you can take a knee, but you have to do it from the locker room. They're, um, they're very ass backwards. I agree. I am still a huge football fan, but, uh, the NFL has a lot of problems. I a hundred percent agree with you on that. So, and, um, and, and that's a confused, like, uh, change with like hypocrisy. You know, I, I think that if you thought one way and then, something happens a, a switch gets flipped or there's an epiphany or just suddenly you are, you are educated and understand and, and change your way of thinking for the better. That's okay. Like there's two different things between being a hypocrite and then actually evolving and changing and understanding what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And the NFL has had an opportunity countless times to do that and they just keep fucking up. So, I am going to choose not to discuss the NFL anymore. <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting hot and bothered. Hey man, open you brought, up a window. This flower is a Wilton. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I gotcha. Have you ever um, personally played a, a sport or performed anything in front of a crowd? Yeah, I, mean, I played basketball. Um, played in band. Um, I've done public speaking. Um, so, I mean, I get. I can tell you right now, I get super sick to my stomach. I could even be doing like a, like a live stream, like for work. And I can talk to anybody. I am a very social human being. But uh, somewhere between five to three minutes before it's showtime, I just get the biggest pain in my stomach. And I'm just like, son of a bitch. And then I'm like, Willie Beeman and just puking all over the place. And then I'm fine. It's Keep so the weird. ladies creaming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Interesting. Uh, yeah. I So, like I said, I played football. I played baseball. I played golf. Uh, golf, you don't really play in front of a lot of people in high school. Um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah fo- people that you're on the, the, like, usually it's like a foursome or whatever. So, you yeah. play with three other people. Football, um, football was amazing. I, I just... Playing under those, no pun intended, Friday night lights was was absolutely incredible because everything that that built up to it. So your entire week you prep to play the team Thursday night. You have a walkthrough. Uh, it's like a light, light practice. You just have a walkthrough. You get ready mentally. And Friday, you wear your jersey to school. Everyone's pumped up in school, uh, especially if it's like homecoming or a big game. And. I didn't play a ton because I didn't really care about fitness. All I cared about was fitness pizza in my mouth in high school. And um, I still, but I still played a decent amount. 
And so one of the times I got to play was one of our final games. I shouldn't say that. One of the times that I specifically remember playing and and doing really well was when we played Monroe High School. It was like one of our final games and I got in there. I played defensive end and I played center and then I played um, I was on the kickoff team and in kickoff, you just run down the field and you hit whoever is in front of you and you try to tackle the ball carrier. That's plain and simple. So I tackled the ball carrier who happened to be one of the better running backs in the state. And that was pretty crazy. But then uh, a one specific play, this kid and I, he was probably a sophomore and he had the job of blocking me. I'm at like a dead sprint and you have to on kick return, turn around and pick up a block from somebody running at a full sprint. It's, it's pretty hard. Well, our first go around, I hit him pretty good. The second go around, uh, I was running and I hit him so hard that I decleated him. So like I hit him off of his feet and the adrenaline that I had and the cheer that people were, were doing, and they might not have been cheering for me specifically, but I swear, Justin, that someone was like, yeah, Zach or whatever on the sidelines. And I, I was like the man and I was in the zone and I wanted to say something so clever and so cool. And so after I hit him, I was like, welcome to football. And it was the, <laughs> it was the, it was the weirdest thing. Like, you know, when you say something and you're like, oh shit, why did I say that? Instantly, uh-huh. I was like, why did I say that? <laughs> and and I, apo- I apologized to him after the game, but he was the nicest kid. He's like, no, he goes, hey, you did really good. I mean, we had a battle, man. You were you were kicking my ass all night. And I was like, well, welcome to football, I guess. <laughs> but I still I told my that to my friend Matt. So he says that all the time to me now. Whenever he's like, welcome to football. <laughs> oh, man, that's terrible. I would have been like, oh, my God, dude, are you OK? Can I get you anything? <laughs> Yeah, and uh, even the ref, the ref was like, "Hey, 60." And I'm like, "Oh shit, am I in trouble?" He's like, "Nice hit." So, like everything was was pumping was pumping me up. And I mean, players who thrive off the crowd, you have like your LeBron Jameses, you know, and even your Russell Wilsons who like just thrive off the crowd performance. It's it's insane how much it can fuel you. So, I don't know. I just thought that that would be f- something fun to talk about. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this movie spawned off into a TV show. Like we said, I know that Dave uh, really, really liked the show and he actually spoiled it. So I don't need to watch the ending. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but why do you think oh, the TV... on the Von Geek legacy? Yeah. Like where he yeah, gets a job and they moves or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Why do I you mean, think you Wikipedia that coach, right? Isn't that Kyle isn't Chandler? Still Car- true. Yeah. Uh, not, not I don't, the not the fucking Gary actor, Gaines. but I, yeah. I don't, but, but but I don't know how how true to the to the story Friday Night Lights uh. was because Gary Gaines actually went on to coach at, coach at Texas Tech as an assistant, and then he came back to Permian in like 2000, and then he retired in 2012. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, don't I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Um, why do you think the TV show worked so well for this? Because it lasted about five or six seasons, I think. It's on forever. Um, I, I don't know, because I didn't watch it, so I couldn't tell you. I, I have no comment on the matter, sadly. I wish I watched it. Uh, Dave was very passionate about it. He liked the characters and um, the relationships, and I cannot speak to it because I did not watch it. I apologize. Right. Well, neither, and neither did I. But what I'm saying is, like, uh, derived from watching this movie, do you, can you... Can you um, no, discern I'm possibly? I never, I never want to watch it ever again. I don't want to watch a show about it. I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> Let's talk about Rudy. That's a good football movie. 
All right. So anyways, uh, <laughs> so I, I, sorry, sorry for trying to draw a conversation out of you. Um, I, I, I apologize. I, I have nothing for you. I don't know why. <laughs> if I never watched the show, how could I explain what was amazing about it? I guess well, that's I've, ultimately I've watched- what I'm asking you. I've never watched a show, but what I'm trying to, to get at is I think that the success of the, um, sh- the the film is that it focuses on the people and their lives surrounded by football and and the book, especially um, it focuses on more than just the five individuals that are in in the movie. It focuses on a lot more players in their lives because this the book wasn't necessarily about the the actual sport. It was about them and their pressures of living through all this stuff, everything that we were talking about in this, you know, it's like God, family and football sort of Texas. So I think that with the show, they were were most likely and again, I haven't seen it, were most likely able to develop characters from this and and really work in storylines because the book and the, and the movie gave them so much. That's more kind of what I'm getting at is is like this isn't like a sports movie that I've seen in quite a while or that I can recall where some sports movies, you just get the sports, you get your montages and we love them because of that. This goes into the characters and this is actually probably more character driven than it is actual football footage. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's just, that's my theory on it. But again, I've, I've never seen the TV show, so I could be completely wrong, but, but, I, I think that that's possibly why it, it, it could have happened. It was just because their lives were the main focus of it. Sure. We'll get, yeah. we'll get a Friday Night Lights expert on the show next time so they can tell us how amazing the show is and why it's amazing. Thinking about, I was thinking about asking you to ask Dave, but comes on for a he cameo. He talk about it. He loves the show. It's his favorite show ever. Really? Yeah. His favorite show ever? Damn. That's a big, uh, it's a big favorite. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that the, the way this, this movie captured everything, the idiosyncrasies that go into playing football in high school, um, I consider it personally, cause this is an incredibly subjective category, but I consider it one of my favorite sports movies of all time. And I think it's very high up there as one of the best football movies of all time. Um, wow. I think, yeah, I know. I think because um, the just the grandiose in in uh, Permian's program, the the larger than life stadium, all the gear they have, all the TV reporters, the college recruits, everything. You know, Texas doesn't mess around when it comes to football, and we we also see that in Varsity Blues, which is a bummer because I really like Varsity Blues, but that movie just didn't work as well. I feel like that movie was a little too cheesy and unrealistic to be taken serious, but they did touch on a lot of points in the film. Like uh, John Voight is an asshole in, in varsity blues. And when Billy Bob is super <laughs> sad, you know, he's like, you, you ruined my quarterback, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of similarities to from varsity blues to this. And, and so it's, it, it's, it's a bummer, but uh, I, I really think that Friday night lights captured everything. Like I said previously, that if you played football and you played under those lights, it's, it's unreal. So that I, that's what I think. I think it's one of the best sports movies of all time. And a lot of that does also go to Billy Bob, Billy Bob Thornton, not Billy Bob from Varsity Blues. <laughs> yeah, I, I doubt that. I doubt that you have it that high up there on sports films. But oh god, no, I, I wouldn't even yeah. crack anything. Wow, for me, top top twenty maybe. Yeah, five top twenty five. 
Did you have any major gripes with the movie? No. It was a, it was a meh for me. Wow. So some of the gripes that I had were, uh, I did not like the the battle wounds that the the, the kids had. Uh, they just seemed unrealistic. There was a lot of cuts and scrapes and blood. I mean, you get that here and there, but I think how they just were presented were, I think they were a little over the top. Well, uh, I, I think, think it's to to bring the audience into the game. It's hard to see what's happening when you're on the bleachers. Oh, I understand. But what I'm saying is, is they were trying to capture this realism of, of the movie too, but that kind of took me out of it. That's just, this is just my, my list. Uh, the parties seemed a little absurd and I have an issue with most high school parties in movies where I'm like, this would never happen. The cops would get called so quick, but you know, but who knows? Maybe but I, but isn't that the thing with tech? Yeah. With, maybe they're untouchable. Yeah, with Texas football, you're, you're on a different league. Yeah. I mean, that very well could be. Uh, I think the editing at, at times was too fast and it was just a little too much. It was really hard to see kind of what was going on. And uh, the other thing was the actors all just looked so much older than 17 year old kids. And I know that's Dude. a little bit harder to do in 2004, but they were egregiously older. They all were like mid twenties to thirties. To <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They in line for their social security checks. That just that took me, that took me out of it a little bit. So that was uh that was quite the bummer. But yeah, man, I mean, that's all I pretty much have to say. I, I really, really liked this movie a lot and I, I already know kind of where you stand on it, but what, what, what kind of letter grade would you give this movie? Um, I'd probably like a C plus. Ooh, that's like yeah. a 79%. Maybe a C. How about a regular C? 75. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't even remember the coach's speech. I, I, and I was paying attention. I was not distracted. Do you want me to read I it to you? Wasn't, uh, no, it's okay. <laughs> Damn it. I'm good. I'm good. But I mean, for sports movies, dude, I mean, I would take fucking Rudy, Miracle, Blue Chips, Creed, remember the Titans, Moneyball, Rocky, um, for the love of the game. I would take any of those over Friday Night Lights. Yeah, and I, I think sports, whenever, because I Googled before this, like, you know, best sports films of all time, and all the lists were completely different. There wasn't like a unanimous number one or anything. They were all so different. And I think the biggest thing about it is um, how subjective they are. And the reason this movie, the reason I love this movie was um, it resonated so, so well with me. So I could see where you're coming from, where you're like, oh, eh. But like for me, like I, I'm in the same boat as you where Creed is one of my top favorite sports movies and top favorite movies of all time. But I never boxed in my entire life. And I don't I'm not even really a huge boxing fan. I just love that movie with like an extreme passion. So, right. um, but like Rudy, that's an emotional journey. Like I can't mm-hmm. I can't not cry when I watch that movie. I know. That movie blows me away. And then like Miracle, the the whole like final game. I am just, I even know who wins. <laughs> My heart just starts <laughs> pounding every time. Yep. I'm just like, Jesus Christ, this movie's so good. Because um, they, they have to stop him for like seven minutes and you're like, oh my God, this is going to take an eternity. And then Jim Jim keeps uh, blocking the shots and everything in Miracle. And oh yeah, no, it's really good. <laughs> it's really good. Over the top? Oh my God. That is like <laughs> no. the premier arm wrestling movie. Holy shit. I mean, easily top five arm wrestling movies, but yeah, uh, you, uh, 
You win the tournament, you win a kid and a truck. It's a pretty good deal. That's high stakes, baby. That's fucking Reno. Is it Vegas or Reno? Where are they at anyway? Uh, Arm wrestling sounds like a Reno thing, but we'll say Vegas. <laughs> Can you return the kid if you don't like him? Um, maybe if there's a fire station nearby. <laughs> there's a church you can drop them off at safe, in a basket. Haven. What yeah, is the age limit on that anyway? If you have on a 17 year old child that's just a, a total piece, are you able to drop them off at a fire station and be like, you know what? You can have them. Go take them to Texas, play football, make a man out of him. Yeah, be terrible. Yeah. Can't give up. No such thing as bad kids, only bad parents. Um, I give this movie an A. I really, really like this movie a lot. Uh, it's it's just, like I said, for all the reasons and more. But yeah, that's what I give it. Um, cool, man. Yeah, that's all I have to say about the movie. I'm sure you that is all you have to say about the movie too, unless you do have more. Do you have more? Uh, about this movie? No, yeah. I'm good. I, know. I was waiting for you to be like, I was done 53 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that where we're at? Has it been 53 minutes? I don't know, probably. Close close enough. You always say that, though. You're like, I'm done talking about this motion picture show 53 minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) It is funny how we are... There's there's some movies that we are just polar opposites on, and that always Mm. blows my mind. And I mean, I can appreciate a good sports movie, but I mean, even like fucking The Mighty Ducks or Rookie of the Year, I would watch right now over Friday Night Lights. Mighty Ducks 2. How about that? Electric I like Mighty Boogaloo. Ducks 2 a lot. Yeah. Or the Team USA. Yeah. Hendrix Hockey. Gordon That's Bombay. Really That's really good. I really like hockey movies too. Hockey's pretty good. Mystery Alax. Uh, Did you see Goon? Thing. That's a yeah. good hockey movie. I like Goon a lot. He was, su- he was such a nice guy. Sean Williams. I know. <laughs> he was so polite. <laughs> I like him in everything he does, dude. He's so funny. A little bit of thunder, a little bit of lightning. A bit of lightning, a little Peter Berg for you. Thunder, yeah. lightning, thunder, lightning. You know what's funny is when I watch that movie, uh, for about two weeks, I will say, hey, Kansas City. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Float like butterflies, sting like bee. Yeah. <laughs> drives Alex crazy. It'll it'll just happen. And it, and it won't stop, no matter what I'm doing. I'm getting up to go to the refrigerator. Hey, Kansas City. She comes hey, in Kansas the room. City. Hey, Kansas City. <laughs> It doesn't matter. It will go on about every eight to ten minutes for about two weeks. And then eventually it just falls out of my memory. It's weird that he calls him Kansas City. Like of all names. It's just it's just very odd. But yeah, I um The Rock was one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, so naturally I saw that movie and I was very happy with it when he beats up all the football players at the beginning. Yeah, and that's one thing. Talk about quick cuts and Peter Berg, like um that whole club scene where it shows like their stats, like their their player card basically. Uh, that was really cool. I dug it. I like that a lot too. Yeah. Hmm. He's like, I don't yeah, want to hurt uh, them. They they have a really good shot at, at winning the championships here. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, that's a funny movie. And then uh, they relieved her of her artifact. <laughs> oh artifact, yeah, artifact. Artifact. Don't you speak English? <laughs> a redheaded dude. I forgot that guy's name, uh, but he's he's been in a lot of movies. Yeah, he was Spud in Train Spotting. He was also in uh, in another train movie, which didn't. Transpiring two. No, uh, no, he was in uh, Snowpiercer. I could do this all day. He was in Snowpiercer. Yeah, he was. He likes trains. He does. Choo choo. <laughs> I ride trains. Just <laughs> <laughs> run out there. <laughs> oh, jeez, good stuff. 
Um, anyway, before we end the show, uh, I just want to take a moment to recognize the gross miscarriage of justice that is going on in our country. On May 25th, George Floyd was murdered by the Minneapolis police officer uh, through excessive use of force. Uh, George Floyd has since been added to a long list of names of innocent people murdered for no reason other than the color of their skin. Uh, you, we, all of us need to understand that Black Lives Matter. Very well said. Uh, this is a tumultuous and confusing time for our country. All across the U.S., basic human rights are being denied to African-American individuals. As a white male, I have lived a life of privilege, never truly knowing oppression or fear. I can never begin to imagine the difficulty that black people suffer every day. The fear of a traffic stop ending up in my death. The worry that an angry white person may call the police on me for bird watching in a park. The hatred and unconscious bias that is directed at me by people that I have never met. The idea that because a black person's skin color is seen as a weapon, that they will never truly be unarmed. As a podcast host, I feel it is my obligation to use this platform to express my thoughts on the issue and to help in the cause. To not just remain silent. I support every person of color in fighting for their basic right as human beings. I am here with you and will help in any way I can. There is no room for racism in these United States. We must move to eliminate systemic racism. Black lives matter. Tubak Shakur, one of my favorites, he said it best. I got love from my brother, but we can go nowhere unless we share with each other. We got to start making changes. Learn to see me as a brother instead of two distant strangers. I implore you to learn more and act. Do not remain silent. There are a myriad of great films available for free on various streaming platforms to help educate yourselves. 13th, The Central Park Five, Fruitvale Station, When They See Us, Selma are just some of the many examples that are out there. Please visit and support Black Lives Matter at blacklivesmatter.com and the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People at NAACP.org. It's time to make a change. Also, importantly, please vote for officials of diversity and propositions that will eliminate things like gerrymandering, police reform, and existing school funding procedures. Justin, you got that resource list? I, I do. Um, I actually came across um, uh, Natalie Emmanuel from Game of Thrones. You know who she is? She was oh, yeah. Sandy. Oh, my gosh. Um, she po- oh, she is. She's gorgeous. Um, but she had posted 40 ways you can help right now. Um, and I encourage you to follow her. She also created a Google Doc to make things a little bit easier. Um, but if you want to donate, uh, you can donate to uh, the George Floyd Memorial Fund, the Minnesota Freedom Fund, Reclaim the Block, National Bailout, Black Lives Matter, Bail Project, Black Vision Collective, uh, Campaign Zero, National Bail Fund Network, The Innocent Project, Run with Mod, and Justice for Brianna. Um, also... I just want to, she has some some really good resources here, uh, numbers to call, people to email, people to follow. Um, and then there's this really great section that says questions to ask yourself. Uh, what can you do to support people of color in your community? Um, what are your local politicians' policies on ending police brutality? When were you taught about race and culture? How do you plan on helping the fight to end racial discrimination and systemic oppression? Uh, how can you use anti-racist knowledge to change conversations with friends, family, colleagues, and peers? And how can you actively, um, or how can you be actively anti-racist instead of simply not racist? And what do you want to learn more about? So those questions are all ones that I don't believe most of us can answer in five seconds. You would Absolutely. have to put a lot of thought into those. And I think for uh, based on how much privilege you have it might take you even longer to answer these questions you might not even know the answer which is terrifying um 
but there are some things that you can literally do right now uh, to help, which, you know, register to vote, check in on your black friends, family, partners, and colleagues, educate yourself and read up on what it means to be anti-racist, screenshot, share, and repost resources to educate those around you, don't center the narrative around you, identify privilege and condemn it, stop supporting organizations that promote hate, be an ally and advocate after the outrage ends. I think that's one of the most important things mm-hmm. is that that if this were to just all disappear tomorrow, that does not mean that it is gone. You need to continue to be an ally and advocate for uh, after the outrage ends. And then if you can donate uh, because you have the means to do so, please do so. A lot of those organizations also have uh, a way to split donations too. So whether you're donating... Uh, you know, $5 or 10 20 or whatever it is that you have. Uh, there are a lot of times where you can split the donation to go to multiple resources. Yeah, it's I donated today to and, and, uh, NAACP, and it's very, very easy, uh, just a few clicks away. That's all it is. You can even set up a monthly reoccurring donation if you'd like to do that. Nice. Yeah, so the resources are definitely out there. Uh, we can include a link in the podcast description. And um, you do what you think is right. Absolutely. Well said, my friend. Well said. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Don't Be Crazy podcast. Please remember to follow us on the Twitter there at dbcrazypod, at edgyarmo, and at zachdale60, where you can share your thoughts with us, and we will discuss them on our show. Thank you to everyone who is following us, who's given us shout-outs, who's making us laugh even when we when we're sad uh, we love you all so uh, if you have a suggestion for what movie you think we should watch next please please do i think justin was talking about one from one of our listeners and i'm i'm kind of excited about it but i've never seen it so yeah uh all that we ask is just uh remember don't be crazy thank you for listening thank you so much yeah